Kilmeny by James Hogg. Read for LibriVox.org by Devorah Allen. Bonnie Kilmeny get up the glen, but it was not to meet Dunera's men, nor the rosy monk of the isle to see, for Kilmeny was pure as pure could be. It was only to hear the yorland sing, and pull the crest flower round the spring, the scarlet hype and the hindberry, and the nut that hung frae the hazel tree. For Kilmeny was pure as pure could be. But long may her minnie look o'er the wall. But long may she seek in the greenwood shaw. Long the laird o' Dunera blame, and long, long greet or Kilmeny come hame. When many a day had come and fled, when grief grew calm and hope was dead, when mess for Kilmeny's soul had been sung, when the beadsman had prayed and the dead bell rung, late, late in gloamin' when all was still, when the fringe was red on the westland hill, the wood was sear, the moon in the wane, the reek of the cot hung over the plain, like a little wee cloud in the world it's lane, when the ingle lowed with an eerie lame, late, late in the gloamin', Kilmeny came hame. Kilmeny, Kilmeny, where have you been? Long have we sought both holt and din, by lynn, by ford and greenwood tree, yet you were halesome and feared to see. Where got you that jupe of the lily sheen, that bonny snood of the birk so green, and these roses the fairest that ever were seen? Kilmeny, Kilmeny, where have you been? Kilmeny looked up with a lovely grace, but no smile was seen on Kilmeny's face. As still was her look, and as still was her eye, as the stillness that lay on the emerent lay, or the mist that sleeps on a waveless sea. For Kilmeny had been, she knew not where, and Kilmeny had seen what she could not declare. Kilmeny had been where the cock never crew, where the rain never fell, and the wind never blew. But it seemed as the harp of the sky had rung, and the airs of heaven played round her tongue, when she spake of the lovely form she had seen, and a land where sin had never been, a land of love and a land of light, without in sun or moon or night, where the river swerred a living stream, and the light a pure celestial beam, the land of vision it would seem, a still and everlasting dream. In yon green wood there is a wake, and in that wake there is a wane, and in that wane there is a make, that neither has flesh, blood, nor bane, and down in yon green wood he walks his lane. In that green wane Kilmeny lay, her bosom heaped with flowerets gay, but the air was soft and the silence deep, and Bonnie Kilmeny fell sound asleep. She kent no mare, nor opened her ay, till waked by the hymns of a far country. She wakened on a couch of the silk so slim, all striped with the bars of the rainbow's rim, and lovely beings round were rife, who erst had travelled mortal life. And I they smiled and gan to spear, what spirit has brought this mortal here? Long have I journeyed the world wide, a meek and reverend fear replied. Both night and day I have watched the fear, ident a thousand years and mare. Yes, I have watched o'er ilk degree, wherever blooms feminity, but sinless virgin, free a stain, in mind and body found a name. Never since the banquet of time found I a virgin in her prime, till late this bonny maiden I saw, as spotless as the morning snow. Full twenty years she has lived as free as the spirits that sojourn in this country. I have brought her away frae the snares of men, that sin or death she may never ken. They clasped her waist and her hands so fair, they kissed her cheek and they kemmed her hair. And round came many a bloomin' fair, saying, Bonnie Kilmeny, you're welcome here. Women are freed of the litten scorn, O oh, blessed be the day Kilmeny was born. 
Now shall the land of the spirits see, now shall it ken what a woman may be. Many a long year in sorrow and pain, many a long year through the world we've gane, commissioned to watch fair womankind, for it's they who nourish the immortal mind. We have watched their steps as the dawning shone, and deep in the greenwood walks alone. By lily-bower and silken bed, the viewless tears have o'er them shed, have soothed their ardent minds to sleep, or left the couch of love to weep. We have seen, we have seen, but the time must come, and the angels will weep at the day of doom. O oh, would the fairest of mortal kind, I keep the holy truths in mind, that kindred spirits their motions see, who watch their ways with anxious a, and grieve for the guilt of humanity. O oh, sweet to heaven the maiden's prayer, and the sigh that heaves a bosom so fair, and dear to heaven the words of truth, and the praise of virtue for a beauty's mouth, and dear to the viewless forms of air, the minds that kith as the body fair. O oh, bonny Kilmeny, free for stain, if ever you seek the world again, that world of sin, of sorrow and fear, O oh, tell of the joys that are waiting here, and tell of the signs you shall shortly see, of the times that are now, and the times that shall be. They lifted Kilmeny, they led her away, and she walked in the light of a sunless day. The sky was a dome of crystal bright, the fountain of vision and fountain of light. The emerald fields were of dazzling glow, and the flowers of everlasting blow. Then deep in the stream her body they laid, that her youth and beauty never might fade, and they smiled on heaven when they saw her lie, in the stream of life that wandered by. And she heard a song, she heard it sung, she kenned not where, but so sweetly it rung. It fell on the ear like a dream of the morn, O oh, blessed be the day Kilmeny was born. Now shall the land of the spirits see, now shall it ken what a woman may be. The sun that shines on the world so bright, a borrowed glade for the fountain of light, and the moon that sleeks the sky so dun, like a golden bow or a beamless sun, shall wear away and be seen no more, and the angels shall miss them travelling the air. But long, long after both night and day, when the sun and the world have allied away, when the sinner has gone to his wearsome doom, Kilmeny shall smile in eternal bloom. They bore her away, she wist not how, for she felt not arm nor rest below, but so swift they waned her through the light, t'was like the motion of sound or sight, they seemed to split the gales of air, and yet nor gale nor breeze was there. Unnumbered groves below them grew, they came, they passed, and backward flew, like floods of blossoms gliding on, in moment seen, in moment gone. Oh, never veils to mortal view appeared like those o'er which they flew. That land to human spirits given, the lowermost veils of the storied heaven, from thence they can view the world below, and heaven's blue gates with sapphires glow, more glory yet unmeet to know. They bore her far to a mountain green, to see what mortal never had seen, and they seated her high on a purple sward, and bade her heed what she saw and heard, and note the changes the spirits wrought, for now she lived in the land of thought. She looked, and she saw nor sun nor skies, but a crystal dome of a thousand eyes. She looked, and she saw no land aright, but an endless whirl of glory and light, and radiant beings went and came, far swifter than wind or the linked flame. She hid her ain for the dazzling view, she looked again, and the scene was new. She saw a sun on a summer sky, and clouds of amber sailing by, a lovely land beneath her lay, and that land had glens and mountains grey, 
and that land had valleys and hoary piles, and marled seas and a thousand isles. Its fields were speckled, its forests green, and its lakes were all of the dazzling sheen, like magic mirrors where slumbering lay the sun in the sky in the cloudlet grey, which heaved and trembled and gently swung, on every shore they seemed to be hung. For there they were seen on their downward plain, a thousand times and a thousand again, in winding lake and placid firth, little peaceful heavens in the bosom of earth. Kilmeny sighed and seemed to grieve, for she found her heart to that land did cleave. She saw the corn wave on the vale, she saw the deer run down the dale, she saw the plaid and the broad claymore, and the brows that the badge of freedom bore, and she thought she had seen the land before. She saw a lady sit on a throne, the fairest that ever the sun shone on. A lion licked her hand of milk, and she held him in a leash of silk, and a lifeful maiden stood at her knee, with a silver wand and melting eye, her sovereign shield till love stole in, and poisoned all the fount within. Then a gruff untoward beadsman came, and hunted the lion on his dame, and the guardian maid with the dauntless a, she dropped a tear and left her knee, and she saw till the queen frae the lion fled, till the bonniest flower of the world lay dead. A coffin was set on a distant plain, and she saw the red blood fall like rain. Then Bonnie Kilmeny's heart grew sair, and she turned away and could look no mair. Then the gruff grim carl gurned amain, and they trampled him down, but he rose again, and he baited the lion to deeds of wear, till he lapped the blood to the kingdom dear. And weaning his head was danger-proof, when crowned with rose and clover-leaf, he gulled at the carl and chased him away to feed with the deer on the mountain grey. He gowled at the carl and gaped at heaven, but his mark was set and his arles given. Kilmeny a while her ain withdrew. She looked again, and the scene was new. She saw before her fair unfurled, one half of all the glowing world, where oceans rolled and rivers ran, to bound the aims of sinful man. She saw a people, fierce and fell, burst frae their bones like fiends of hell. Their lilies grew and the eagle flew, and she hearked on her ravening crew, till the cities and towers were wrapped in a blaze, and the thunder it roared o'er the lands and the seas. The widows they wailed, and the red blood ran, and she threatened an end to the race of man. She never leaned, nor stood in awe, till caught by the lion's deadly paw. Oh, then the eagle swinked for life, and brain yelled up a mortal strife. But flew she north, or flew she south, she met with the gowl of the lion's mouth. With a mooted wing and waveful mane, the eagle sought her airy again, but laying may she cower in her bloody nest, and laying laying sleek her wounded breast, before she say another flight, to play with the Norland lion's might. But to sing the sights Kilmeny saw, so far surpassing nature's law, the singer's voice would sink away, and the string of his harp would cease to play. But she saw till the sorrows of man were by, and all was love and harmony till the stars of heaven fell calmly away, like flakes of snow on a winter day. Then Kilmeny begged again to see the friends she had left in her own country, to tell of the place where she had been, and the glories that lay in the land unseen, to warn the living maiden's fair, the loved of heaven, the spirit's care, that all whose minds unmailed remain shall bloom in beauty when time is gain. With distant music soft and deep, they lulled Kilmeny sound asleep, and when she awakened, she lay her lane, all hept with flowers in the greenwood wane. When seven long years had come and fled, when grief was calm and hope was dead, 
when scarce was remembered Kilmeny's name, late, late in a gloamin' Kilmeny came hame. And all her beauty was fair to see, but still and steadfast was her a. Such beauty bard may never declare, for there was no pride nor passion there, and the soft desire of maiden's ain in that mild face could never be seen. Her samar was the lily flower, and her cheek the moss rose in the shower, and her voice like the distant melody that floats along the twilight sea. But she loved to rake the lonely glen, and keep it afar frae the haunts of men, her holy hymns unheard to sing, to suck the flowers and drink the spring. But wherever her peaceful form appeared, the wild beasts of the hill were cheered. The wolf played blithely round the field, the lordly bison lowed and kneeled. The dun deer wooed with manner bland, and cowered beneath her lily hand. And when at even the woodlands rung, when hymns of other worlds she sung, in ecstasy of sweet devotion, oh, then the glen was all in motion. The wild beasts of the forest came, broke from their boats and folds the tame, and goved around, charmed and amazed. Even the dull cattle crooned and gazed, and murmured and looked with anxious pain, for something the mystery to explain. The buzzard came with the throstle cock, the corby left her hoof in the rock, the blackbird along with the eagle flew, the hind came tripping o'er the dew, the wolf and the kid their rake began, and the tod and the lamb and the leveret ran. The hawk and the hern atore them hung, and the merle and the mavis forhoid their young, and all in a peaceful ring were hurled, it was like an eve in a sinless world. When a month and a day had come and gain, Kilmeny sought the greenwood wane, there laid her down on the leaves so green, and Kilmeny on earth was never mere seen. But all the words that fell from her mouth were words of wonder and words of truth. But all the land were in fear and dread, for they kenned na whether she was living or dead. It was not her hem, and she could not remain. She left this world of sorrow and pain, and returned to the land of thought again. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.